0: Are you looking to learn more about investing in the central Indiana real estate market? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Indy Real Estate Investing Podcast with TNH Realty, where we discuss all things related to investing in the central Indiana real estate market. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Indy Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Tallman with TNH Realty We are a residential property management company that services the central Indiana market. So no guest today. It's just going to be me on here. And before I get into today's topic, I wanted to briefly mention a new newsletter that we began producing last month, January of this year. And that's a newsletter that's focused on the central Indiana real estate investor. It's called the Invest Newsletter, capital I, capital N for the Indiana abbreviation. Again, the Invest Newsletter. There's a link to it in our show notes, or you can just go to our website, which is threalityinc.com forward slash newsletter, and you'll be able to subscribe to that newsletter there. It's something that we're very proud of. We put a lot of effort into it. The newsletter is going to consist of several things. There's going to be some kind of top headlines that are happening here in central Indiana regarding the real estate market. And a couple of kind of cool sections I wanted to specifically note. One is called Devin's Deals. Devin Shaw is our broker here at t Realty. You've heard her on the podcast. You may know her. But during this little section in the newsletter, Devin's going to profile a, a deal, something that actually happened. She's going to give you a picture of it, give you the kind of the numbers on what happened with that deal. It'll give you some really good insight into, again, the kind of transactions that we're doing here at Teenage Realty and the kind of transactions you can expect here in central Indiana. So that's Devin's Deals. Second is a thing we've called Jake's Take. And this is a section where our business development manager, again, his name is named Jake Knight. Some of you know him. He's been on our podcast. But he's got, this is going to kind of be his little sandbox where he can provide some landlord hacks maybe answer some questions that he's hearing uh, more recently as he's talking to prospects about our property management services. He may even profile some areas that he's seeing some really good activity on and some success in. So again, that's Jake's take. So again, I, I just encourage you to subscribe to the newsletter. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Okay, let's get into the episode. The title of this episode is called My Interest Rate is So Low, Should I Convert My Primary Residence into a Rental Property? That's a ridiculously long title. I get it, but I think it hits at directly what I wanted to discuss today. Because what we're hearing, we're hearing this more often, and that is a desire for investors, potential clients, I should say, to convert their personal residence into a rental property. Now, this isn't necessarily something that's new that we've heard. We've dealt with a lot of clients over the years who've converted their personal residence into a rental property. But one of the reasons that we're hearing now as to why people are doing this is because of the interest rate. I was at my barber the other day and it's a small barbershop. I think there's literally like three chairs in there. And a the guy beside me was talking about his 2.78, two and seven eighths interest rate that he had and said that he just didn't think he would ever sell his home because of that. And while that isn't necessarily directly related to what I want to talk about today, I do think it reveals some insight into the mindset of homeowners today. If you own a home and you have a mortgage, ask yourself this question. Does your interest rate have any impact on your decision to sell your property? Are you like that guy in the barbershop who just refuses to sell this home because he has such a great rate. The reality is almost everyone out there that has a mortgage today has a mortgage that is less, and in some cases, significantly less than the current market rate. I think Fortune Magazine I read just recently reported that in June of 2023, that the number of people who had an interest rate that's lower than market rate was 98%. That's not, if you think about it, not so hard to understand. And I don't think there's much debate out there that this is causing the housing market to slow quite a bit. Transactions, a number of overall closings is way down. And that's across the country, we know that. Because I think there is a general fear out there of letting go of a mortgage that's priced so well. So let's give an example. Let's say two years ago, uh, a homeowner out there wanted to upgrade their property. It happens all the time. They need more bedrooms. They want a different location, whatever. And they find a house they like and the interest rate was you know, pretty much the same as what they had on their current property and they're currently paying. So in most cases, I would argue that that homeowner sold their residence shortly before or after they closed on their new upgraded residence, because that's a normal and logical thing to do. And as I mentioned at the top, there are some circumstances where they decided consciously to make that a rental property. But today, I think that scenario has changed quite a bit. Again, let's go back to that same homeowner, you know, bought that house two years ago. And let's say that they find that perfect property. And it's really difficult for them to pass up because it has everything they want. Their current residence is three and a half percent interest rate, let's say. And when they speak to their mortgage person, it's like, hey, it's going to be seven percent, six and seven eighths, whatever. So it's gonna be nearly double. So I'm sure in some cases that that homeowner makes the same decision they would have made two years ago and they go ahead and sell the property, right? But I do think a certain part of the population now is having a hard time letting go of that property or maybe more precisely, they're, they're probably having a hard time letting go of that interest rate. So renting the home instead Become, you know, enters the picture. They don't want to get rid of the rate. They can't leave it empty. So they begin to think about renting the home. Now I have no data on this. My guess is some data will emerge about it, but I do think we have some good evidence that people are thinking this way. And I want to get into the reasons why this may be a good idea and why it might be a bad idea. And that is to convert your personal residence into a rental home. Does it make sense to convert a personal residence into a rental home because of the interest rate? The answer is absolutely no. And you may be wondering, was like, why would you say that? Don't you want business? as another property you can, you can manage. You know, don't you, don't you want to do that? And my answer again is almost certainly no, because we want landlords. We've been very clear about this. We want landlords who are educated about their field, who view real estate as a long-term wealth building activity who are committed to maintaining the property in an attractive way and taking care of the resident who is? let's let's be real about it. That resident is your customer. So we want landlords, I guess, to put a button on it to treat the property like a small business, which it is. And we talk about that a lot. If you're going to be a landlord, you had better go into this with the right mindset—the mindset of a small business owner. So, if you just flippantly make a decision to convert your home into a rental property because you just can't seem to let go of that interest rate, then just just don't do it. You'll likely be frustrated. Your property manager, if you hire one, will likely be frustrated. So, let's get into you know what do you need to consider. So, if you're if you're in this boat right now, or you may be because you're kind of looking passively for a new home and you know you're going to probably pay more in interest rate. You're considering doing exactly what I'm talking about. What do you need to consider when converting your personal residence into a rental property? I think there's four main things. There's more, but let's just go over four of the main things. Number one, and I'll just start right off the bat, your property is going to need work as soon as you leave. Okay. Now, well, there, there are, there there could be exceptions to that, but generally speaking, your home, when you leave it and you move into your new home, it's going to need work. And you may be thinking, well, wait, what? I I've lived there for five years. It looks good. We've, we, there's no major issues with it, but this is certainly good enough for a rental. And that mentality is again, not treating it like a business. the, it's good enough for a rental, is something that can be very dangerous for you for a lot of reasons. Because when you move out of your home, you're likely going to need a paint job, at least a touch-up paint, which touch-up paint, let's be honest, can get pretty tricky. But your home's going to need a professional cleaning. You're going to your home will be need to be made free of any health and safety issues that are out there. Are you missing any handrails? You know, something we've seen more recently is your driveway heave, like in a particular area. and Now you have a tripping hazard. You know, does maybe one of your burners on your stove not work, but you've had no issues in the other three and you don't think that's a problem. So, so make no mistake, your home doesn't need to be perfect, but it does need to be very safe and very appealing. So you need to plan for some upfront costs, really like any other business you enter into. There's always upfront costs, regardless of what business you enter enter into. So you're going to have some upfront cost, again, to get that property rent ready. Number two is you're going to have maintenance issues. Things break. Your home will receive use. (laughs) So my business partner, Scott, talks a lot about, you know, your home isn't put in a time capsule when you turn it into a rental property. You know, things are going to break. There are shelf lives on every component of a property. So you're going to have expenses. Some are going to be minor, but some could be major. HVA systems don't last forever. Roofs don't last forever. And those are very expensive things that if you manage, if you own this home and have a ten in there long enough, you're going to need to replace ultimately. Number three is you're going to have vacancy. People don't stay in rental properties forever. At least most don't. So when your resident moves out, you're going to need to pay to get that property back in shape. You're going to have lost income. You're gonna to have to market the home, you're gonna to have to conduct showings, screen applications, you're gonna to have to pay for lawn care, you're gonna to have to pay for utilities. Vacancies are expensive. We call them cash flow killers because they are. So, but you need to plan for them. You can't create any sort of budget and not have vacancy added in there. Number four, you're gonna have some disasters potentially. I mentioned the HVAC replacement, but there's other things too. We just th- went through an incredibly cold period here in central Indiana. Houses freeze up and you know because of that freezing, houses can ultimately, when they unfreeze, can flood. Your house can catch fire. Your resident can sue you. you know, everyone knows a lawyer. It's not hard to file a lawsuit. <laughs> And residents certainly have been known to file or at least threaten to file frivolous lawsuits. So there's a risk factor there that you're gonna have to get comfortable with, both financially and then also from just a hassle. Going through a lawsuit, no matter how frivolous, is a pain. And if you aren't really prepared, treat this like a business, know the laws and regulations um, in your specific area, then you're putting yourself at great risk. You're not treating it like a business. So it's, again, it's critical that you understand all the risks associated with being a landlord. It's so important that you budget appropriately, budget for maintenance. We have some really good resources on our website that'll provide you some insight into the expected maintenance costs, depending on the age of your home. That has a lot to do with it. You need to budget for vacancy. And a really important part of this, and I can't stress this enough, is to set up your own reserve account to pay for expenses and vacancy. Some people call this a SWAN account. That's an acronym for sleep well at night account. Do six months of rent there. Put six months of rent. So if you have a $1,000 a month of rental, put $6,000 into an account. The old rule of thumb, I think, used to be three, but the cost of maintenance, unfortunately, has outpaced the rise in rents. So I think six months is a better plan. It's more conservative. I get it, but it's better to be that way than to only have one month's rent or no month's of rent in reserve. That scenario where you look for January's rent payment from your resident to pay January's mortgage is an incredibly dangerous situation for you to be in. And if you're not prepared to have a good slug of cash in reserve, then don't be a landlord because you're going to get you're gonna get yourself in trouble. Let's only give you a scenario. It's five degrees outside. That was just here two weeks ago. Your resident calls you and says, I have no heat, which we have a lot of residents call us when it was five degrees outside and said, we have no heat. So you have an HVAC company go out, they call you and say the heat exchanger is cracked, it's irreparable, it's $6,000. You don't have a lot of options here. because you have to provide heat to the property. And if you don't have $6,000, there's really no good outcome for you here. So again, be prepared, treat it like a business, do it the right way. So I'll ask the question, should you turn your personal residence into a rental property solely because you have a low interest rate? I think it's clear, absolutely not. But can you be successful if you have the right mindset, if you budget appropriately and you treat that rental home like a business? I would say absolutely yes. It's all about mindset. It's all about being prepared. It's all about knowing what you're getting into. We hope everyone has picked up some information that will help them in their investing. We'll be back in two weeks with another podcast. In the meantime, we encourage you to share this podcast with your investing friends. Leave us a review and don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. And please stay invested in your investment.